with the mad awesome show chat is kind of blowing up hello to everyone out there i'm not gonna list individually by name but you know who you are there's probably others as well tilo how are you doing tonight or afternoon for you <laughs> i'm doing good man uh, just woke up from a nap i'm energized <laughs> and uh you can definitely see it in my eyes but i feel good <laughs> nah man you gotta be you gotta be wide awake for what's coming because we We've got a lot to unpack. We're going to have to try our bestest to not get totally sidetracked because the state of the galaxy dropped this week and it's it's like everything that everybody was asking for minus the gear changes in the road ahead. Well, actually there were there were some positive gear changes in this one as well. Um but how do you want to do this? Do you want to just go it on the line or did you have something like you thought was really cool that would be more important to address up front? Um, I don't care. Whatever, whatever you think, let's do it. I, I'm open for anything. All right. So we're gonna speed run this, and by that I mean we'll probably get through it in half an hour. First up, Black Kurt Kersantan. First character coming up. What What are your thoughts on his kit? What are your thoughts of him coming to the game? This is our first legitimate book of Boba Fett character too. No, I'm, I'm I'm super excited for this character. Not only is it a tank for the bounty hunters. He's got he's the official new character with the cartels tag and um, just an overall awesome character in Star Wars lore. He just looks amazing, too. Even in game, he looks really, really good. Yeah, they got his visual right really well. And it's it is important, too, because, you know, like a black pelted Wookiee that it's it's always been such a cool concept. Like I know even back playing KOTOR 2 back in the day and by back in the day, I mean, like a year ago for me uh han i think it's hanhar who's also a black pelt wookie super cool super cool character yeah and, and just wookies in general especially when you see them in different um professions other than like the chill hippie type the, those are always like the cool wookies like usually we see them more calm more more well-tempered but when you see a wookie that's willing to throw down like black or Santin, that's definitely gonna catch your eye oh right, he's violent like he's Oh yeah. You mentioned hippie, and I guess Chewbacca's probably he's somewhere around there. Like he's mellow. He's mellow. He's an engineer. He kind of has his own thing going on. But yeah, Blackers Hinton is he is a menace. He is a legit monster. My only problem. So I, I love that they brought him to the game. I think his kit's even pretty good. But my only, I guess I had a vision that was different for him. My thing that I wanted to actually happen for him is I wanted two things, and actually did one of the two things was I wanted him to be dad bod boba's way to be a gac like a really good gac team because it's very similar to what juhani did to star killer where star killer went to being usable in tw to being a really large menace and all you had to do was gear up this one other character well, you, you had to do everything you had to do for star killer and then you had to gear up this other random character and give him an omicron that's really what i was hoping for and it seems, while they have given him a GAC Omicron that looks decent, th he's completely hot cartel. Like, everything in his kit, while he has the bounty hunter tag, and that's great, he very much seems oriented towards the hut cartel and not just bounty hunters, which means we're pretty much stuck 
only making one bounty hunter team again uh, because, and we'll get into Jabba later. I'm fairly certain that Jabba is not going to be taking any of the old bounty hunters, but um, are you okay with him just being hut cartel? Uh, no, I'm right there with you. I, I when, when I was thinking of Black Kersantin, definitely the synergy between uh, I was going to say Cyan of Django, Boba Fett and Fennec would have been awesome to have. Um, maybe they could have just thrown in their cartel and gave Django the cartel faction. That they could have done something like that, but at the same time, with all the reworks from the Galactic Legend, I definitely can see them why they didn't do that. Um, and, and it also kind of bums me out that he he's basically pigeoned to have to be with Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, that you can't you can't really use him in any other bounty hunter, not, not even just including um, Boba Fett. You have to use him with with uh, Jabba to get the real, the real full potential of his kit. So, which kind of sucks, but at the same time, it is what it is. It's not like in lore, uh, Black Crescenton didn't work with Jabba anyway. So, it, it makes sense, but it's just, I'm right there with you. I wish he would have worked with Boba Fett. Yeah, and it, it really does pigeonhole it into it, too, like you said. Because it, before you get Jabba, you really don't have a home for him. Like, I don't know. You might be able to use him in some weird team, like me. It would be kind of like using Fennec under Bam, where she kind of works there. But at the same time, you really, to get the full bang out of Fennec, is on a full bounty hunter team where she's the lead and she can just smack Lord Vader into next week rather than just being a bird catalyst for Bam. So yeah, I guess I, I'm, I'm glad he's coming to the game. His kit's good. I just wish he wouldn't have been so, like you said, not just Hut Carto, but so Jabba-focused. Yeah. And another great thing, too, I know Van Seal put this out in, I think, one of his videos, his lead is broken. If the, mm. if the leader dies from, say, dots or anything like that, you don't get your, your contract whatsoever. So it's just a lot of funny stuff with him. Like, you can't use his lead, like, 100% guarantee. And at the same time, he's waiting for Java to come out. So he's going to be pretty much on the bench until then. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some bounty hunter enthusiasts, especially like these smaller accounts that are bounty hunter enthusiasts. They don't that need need to still build a lot of teams. I don't. I think a an Embo led uh, Embo led Boba Fett Kersantan. Are we going to start calling him Burger King? Like BK? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. That feels so disrespectful, but I kind of like it too, though. <laughs> um. So. Pretty much all of them, but the Endo leads are Embo lead, not Endo. Um, Embo lead, Cad Bane, Kersantan, Boba Fett, and then Greedo. Like, I think that team might have a little bit of legs just because out of all the, uh, he, I think he has a part of his kit that says he needs to have a hut cartel leader that's not himself or something like that. There's also another, like, Galactic Legend clause in there, too. So, like we said, he's not going to be full for, Force Jabba, but I think you might be able to make something interesting with that. Yeah, no, it's definitely possibilities, and it's going to take some time to really tweak them. But at the same time, he's come at a at a time where we've got a lot of other characters too. Yeah. So who knows how how that testing's going to go when other characters are going to get that focus? Well, I, that's a good point because we have so many teams right now that are squeezing their way into like the B plus A minus area, like Sordi and Radis. They're they're kind of joining the ranks and they're really kicking any C level team out. Like it's even with as many teams as we have to use for GAC and Kyber, it's pretty much again, at least in um, 
at least in Kyber 1, it's pretty much B plus team and up. Like you don't get much you don't get much higher than that. Yeah, 100%. But I think we got to beat that uh Wookiee to death. What about Jabba? Okay, so this is this is the big one, man. Jabba the Hutt is coming to the game. Not only is it coming to the game, but this is our first ever Galactic Legend that isn't a Force user. Like that's a big deal. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so excited for Jabba. I feel like we've been talking about Jabba for forever that we wanted him to come to the game, but at the same time it's like the community's split on it. I don't know. I, but I'm really excited about Jabba. I think he's going to be a real cool addition not only to the game, but as a galactic legend, he's going to be really really awesome. Yeah, man, I'm pumped for him. I think I'm finally glad that scoundrels are going to have their time in the sun and I think they made it pretty clear that he is not going to be he's not going to be a home wrecker for JMK and Cat. Like he's not going to come in and just ruin everything. I think he is going to very much slide into kind of the and this isn't an insult, like into the SLKR and um Jedi Master Luke type of meta. Like I think he's going to fit somewhere in there. Just because they number one, they said he's not getting a lifter character, and they made a big deal about saying lifter character GLs are better than other GLs, which whatever. Um, and his requirements are already looking to be like they they have a lower um they have a lower floor than Lord Vader did. Gamguard's R three. Lord Vader's yeah. lowest was Tuscan at R five. So I'm kind of getting the feeling that he is not going to be the world killer that JMK was. And chat's bringing it out. And I was under the assumption too, that they didn't say anything about a lifter character, but it was a more of um, uh, a pairing of GLs. Like the other ones have pairing. Uh, they didn't, I, I may be wrong, but the way I read it was, it wasn't going to get its pair, but there's still the possibility of a conquest companion character. I think. I'm not I think 100% they sure. specifically said that he didn't get one. Oh, the wording the wording was really weird on that and i know i've seen a couple people say that it's possible that and have the speculation of a conquest character but some people say they don't and it's all it's all based on that one sentence which is really weird i should have made it more clear i think there are two i think there are two um there are two different areas let's see here um i don't really want to have to read through this I, I know that's like put you in a bad spot okay so they no. said uh, yeah so they do make the comment right out in the open he's an incredibly imposing character to bring to the hall tables he will not have a galactic legend part or count, so, counterpart so that is very very clear yeah. um, like he won't have the counterpart but I thought they specifically used the word lifter I, I, I don't know I don't, I don't think they did I, I remember the counterpart because there goes a lot of people's speculation about Leia coming into the game, and which we we still can get Leia, but yeah. at the same time, it wouldn't be the counterpart to Jabba. Like we're never gonna get Slave Leia in game, which would be cool. But Disney's gone real, real heavy even outside of the game to really like stop the manufacturing of that toy in general. So I definitely don't let the, or don't see them giving Swogo or. Galaxy of the Heroes, the permission to run that character as Java's companion. Yeah, maybe it doesn't look like it has the word lifter in here, so I was wrong on that part, but it looks like 
they said that he's going to be made to work. I think this is where it was get what I was remembering is he's going to be meant to work directly with the new marquee units that are going to be coming out with him. Mm-hmm. So rather than getting a lifter character, he's going to be meant to work with Chrysanthemum or you know the two or three other characters that come out as um, marquee characters. I think that's probably what I was getting at rather than lifter. Because I can definitely see them. Because I feel like was it last time that they did they drop the the lifter character after the GL was released or before the GL release? Because I remember that being a big issue with a lot of people. I think it was for Lord Vader. So both the characters were announced. Like we we had Cat's design in game before JMK was even announced. Like they she came significantly before him in game. And then Lord Vader and Darth Maul, or not Darth Maul, sorry, Maul, they were both announced at the same time, but Maul took significantly longer to get into the game than Lord Vader did, because uh, Maul had to, you had to wait three months. So I think there was, it was at least one or two whole months without having to use Lord Vader without Maul or something like that. I think maybe we can get into the same situation, maybe like a month without the lifter character, because we should get the announcement for the next conquest unit in what next week if, at, at earliest, maybe two weeks from now. I I'm still on the. I don't think he gets one. I, I it, it would feel really weird to announce. I mean, they could do it, but to announce him already be in the last week of the final conquest and to not also mention that he's going to get a buddy. Yeah. But I could see them doing it too, just because the state of the galaxy was so jam packed. Imagine them adding just that one extra thing. Like you're going to make people's minds blow at that point. Yeah. So, and I they, don't know. They're one of the things that I've said before is they're never tied in to doing what they've always done before. And what I mean by that is, just because they've consistently launched the um the conquest character before the galactic legend doesn't mean they have to do it this time so they could definitely they could do it um but i i don't think it's going to be within his nature i don't think bib fortuna is a conquest level character um if anything it's this is i guess we're, we're derailing here pretty quickly I, a conquest level character that i would love and i think you already know this that I would love for him to be his buddy would be Hondo. And I know that Hondo doesn't have as close relationship at, uh, to Jabba as Bib Fortuna does, but Lord Vader's conquest buddy is Maul, who makes zero sense in lore. That never happened in any circumstance. I, I, and I could see them doing Hondo just because what they did with Lord Vader and Maul. But even then, like, Maul had ties to Anakin wanting to kill him and even mentioned him where Hondo doesn't. Like, Hondo is, like, where Maul and Lord Vader have zero connection. Hondo and Jabba have, like, negative connection, in my opinion. Like, they do not interact. Like, they're doing their own things. And I think even though he's maybe not a fan favorite to a lot of people, but it's Bib Fortuna. Um, like Bib, Bib Fortuna is just he's a sleazy slimy character but I could definitely see him being like an enhanced Watt and imagine having two of those on the same team like we already see what's capable of having armor and Watt on the squad imagine having Jabba and Bib Fortuna on the squad and what they're able to do together and, and of course you got to throw in uh, Salacious, B, or Salacious Crumb 
<laughs> in the mix with Java as his companion character. But imagine those two working together, really enhancing the other three uh, bounty hunters or the the Hut Cartel with them. I think you could do some really crazy damage and also have some really good um, survivability with them as well, depending on the kits, of course. But I, I, I really could see them using that in the game. Well, so this is a very... This is a very loose connection, but Hondo could be given the Hut Cartel tag because in his in his early days, back when he was a kid, he was actually a slave working for Porla the Hut. That's like a really random piece of um of lore. But like I said, they built they built things on less. They they built um yeah. they they built synergy on less than that so i and this is like that hondo is a fan favorite for the community i would argue do you think he's the most requested character right now ever since we got like jedi luke i'm gonna hurt people's feelings he is people's like the number one most like asked character in the game but i don't understand why like i don't really get like he cool but he's not that cool i don't know i'd rather have jar jar in the game I don't want to break uh, people's heart right there. I would rather have Jar Jar in the game, but I also have a very weird affixation for the Phantom Menace. So I figured, I don't know if my vote counts in that regard. Um, <laughs> but so my big problem with Hondo, I love Hondo. He's a great character. Really, really funny part of the Clone Wars and even Rebels. But um, my big problem with him was always he never had a place in the game. Like they could throw him in and he could lead the pirate faction that doesn't exist. He could be a third-tier scoundrel leader to go along with um, Dasher Bam, which I think would be very underwhelming. Or it could be he could be some useless underling, kind of like a lot of the other scoundrels we have in the game. But I think this is the first opportunity they really have to make him a GL, either Conquest buddy or just kind of a marquee, um, and throw him on that team and let him compete with the big boys. I think that would be really, really cool. Um yeah. Cause he, the other, the other thing that I kind of, this is, this is me reading into their, every single word they say, they specifically mentioned that Jabba is going to work with Hut Cartel, but amongst which there's bounty hunters and smugglers. If you look at the current Hut Cartel faction, there isn't a single smuggler in there. So I'm thinking, all right, what dark side smuggler could they bring to the game through the marquee? Like they said they were going to do. Um, and he's the one that I kind of landed on, but We'll see. Yeah, or or maybe we get a new Han, a new Han and Chewie. <laughs> I would I would kind of hate a new Han. Yeah. Especially when they have the opportunity to do um another Leia. Cuz they could give us what's what's Leia's uh bounty hunter that she killed's name, Bausch or whatever. Bausch. Something like that. Like I would get give me a third Leia before you give me a six Han. That's that's all I ask. <laughs> Yeah, but okay. no, they, Sorry. they got tons of room. No, I was just gonna say they got tons of room to play with, like for Jabba. Like it's probably one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars is Return of the Jedi in Jabba's palace. Like there's character after character after character, and the great thing is, is they they constantly make stories for these characters too, and they all have names, which is really cool. Oh yeah, and there's there's some chat about like other dark side scoundrels out there. There you could make a whole faction. Or sorry, not dark side scoundrels, dark side smugglers. Uh, like the the Pikes have made a very big appearance. Dryden Voss has made an appearance. There's a lot. There's 
uh, Beckett. Beckett's another one. There's a lot of dark side scoundrel or smuggler potential out there. Um, maybe not with Jabba, but even as their own team. But okay, so we've kind of we've already kind of addressed Jabba's Rex. How do you feel about Jabba himself coming to the game? Like, are you this a character? Was this like a top five wish list for you at some point? Oh yeah, like, and this is the one thing I've been seeing a lot. Like, there's some people that don't think that he's worthy of a galactic legend, and that's completely false. Like, these guys are legit. Like, they have a section of space called Hut Space. Yeah. Like, they don't they don't have sections of Jedi space or Sith space. Like, they have planets. Like that whole section to where the Galactic Republic and the Separatists had to really vile for favor for the huts to use that section of space that's what we see in the clone wars movie like they're trying to get stinky rada the hut jabba's son so that they can gain favor with jabba because he is the leader of the faction and and, and even going into the empire too like jabba he's legit doing it by himself because the whole jedi the whole hut council basically got killed and he's so really that, that control right no this was um basically vader because of um at dr afra or not dr afra um kira. kira kira instrumented that the huts would be broken but he's literally holding everything together and like really sh showing the power of the huts through manipulation through their financial gains and everything and then the great thing too is huts are warriors like at heart we see them as lazy pieces of junk where they just lay around and get super fat but the huts in general are meant to be these buff mobile units that are meant to fight. Like their home planet in general is like super, super dangerous for most beings. And they're able to survive and like really thrive in there. And, and then it's only when they come into the greater galactic, uh, the galactic uh, space is when they become a little bit lazy with power. But I definitely see him as a galactic legend and um, really excited for him to be in the game. Yeah, I think it's 100% worthy too. Seconding everything you said, the, the huts have been in power. They go back thousands of years. Like it, it's very comparable to the Sith in the sense that this is this is a hierarchy that's been passed down for thousands of years. And like I said, the reason why they're big fat slugs right now is because they've kind of just been passed down money like constantly, and they, because they've had rule, because they've had uh, I was gonna say property, but planets is kind of what I mean by that. They have, and they have considerable control, especially within the movies. That's one of the big comments that Qui-Gon makes when they decide to go to Tatooine. Like, it's it's controlled by the Huts. Like, it's not Galactic Republic. It's not yeah. Separatists. It's controlled by the Huts. Uh, they have, they're gangsters, but they're, they're in control of that area. So I, I definitely think he's worthy. And I think at a certain point, we had to breach away from Jedi and Sith. We had to breach away from Force users. Because yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it if later down the line, we even got a more advanced version of Thrawn, maybe from the Ahsoka series or something like that. He's another character that I think isn't a Force user, but is definitely worthy of the Galactic Legend title. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, there's definitely characters that would garner the Galactic Legend. Like, I know we have Han as multiple characters and he's probably not the best example but you could probably throw him as a galactic legend if we did this maybe a couple years ago and we didn't have all these options for him but there's definitely characters out there in the star wars universe that are seen by fans as galactic legends not only in 
through our eyes, but through the Star Wars galaxy as well. And he, and like you said, Jabba is definitely one of those characters, and he opens the door for a lot of possibilities. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. I think it's going to be a very fun addition to the game. I'm, I'm excited for him. Lift or unit or not, like any character that is a galactic legend, he's going to be able to kill a few other galactic legends, like that's and not just in TW or GC, but everywhere. So, and then we also get you know bonus get or whatever from TB. That's another reason. That's another reason why I think he's not going to be dominant is because they're already trying to give you other reasons to farm him. It reminds me of Inquisitors. Inquisitors, they're they're good, they're decent, uh, but they're by no means a ver- like a top of the line PvP team. So what CG did was they gave you a lot of other quote unquote incentives to be able to go after them, like the GCs, conquest, their assault battle. I think that's kind of the same idea as Jabba. He's not going to be the new JMK. Uh, so they're going, they're already trying to give him other ways that he can function in the a game and you can actually get something out of it. But. And, and just thinking about something right now, I would love for them to do it to where it's rock, paper, scissors between Jabba, JMK and Lord Vader. Say Jabba struggles against um, Lord Vader, which is completely fine. There's a lot of other options for Lord Vader, but he's super dominant against JMK. That would be awesome to have as a team that you could deploy against that. Because even even right now, JM, JMK's other GLs against JMK struggle at times. Yes, but to do. have a to have a GL that specifically can just take him out with ease would be valuable. And for me personally, like that's a that's a big plus and definitely a reason to farm him if they made that choice. Yeah, I would be game for that too. I mean, that's almost no, not quite. I was going to say, it's almost what Malgus was going to be for GAC, because Malgus gets his butt handed to him by Lord Vader. Like, it's not even close. Like, Malgus has, like, all these ways to stop um, to stop protection, and Lord Vader's kind of like, oh, that's cute. I don't have that. <laughs> or, in Anakin's words, or Lord Vader's words against General Trench, I don't have that weakness. So, <laughs> th- I think they could pretty, pretty easily do something to where he's very good against, say, GL's ABC, but he's very bad against uh, GL's XY, X, Y, and Z. I just hope, um, I hope they continue the trend, and I think they will, because I think D- Jabba leaves a lot of design space for creativity with how he works in lore. I just hope they continue to do what they've been doing with Galactic Legends, where we we can sit here and argue about their power levels, and they are different. Like, no, I wouldn't argue that um, C is in all ways equal to JMK. I w- I wouldn't say that. But at the same time, none of them are better versions of each other. Like, they are all unique. They are all uniquely good. They all have their uses. None of them just do what the other one does, but better, which is kind of cool. Yeah, no, definitely. And I I think they will. And that's the one thing CG always does, right, is, like, their kits are really unique. And they're also very, very, very creative for what they get in lore, too. Like, even the cutscenes you get from the GLs are really cool. I'm excited to see what Jabba's is going to be. Oh, yeah, that will be fun. But, all right, so, moving our way through the state of the galaxy, <laughs> um, we, I think the last, these last couple things will be pretty easy to get through. We have the gear changes, or rather relic changes, where they're not going to be including the the carbs and the whatchamacallits, um, the bronze in pieces, I think, in Relic 8 and Relic 9. I mean, good. I would like to see more of it in other places, but I won't. I won't spit at that. No, it, it's really good. I just—it's one of those things. Like, 
I wish you guys would have told me this yesterday before I did all of this for Lord Vader. Um, oh, shit. But, <laughs> but no, it, it's good going forward. Like, it is what it is. But I was like, dang it. Like, if you guys could have did this maybe like a month or two, I would have been in a, in a lot better position. But I'm happy going forward, especially with all the other requirements. And then not only for Java, but for the other other big thing, too. We're definitely going to be in a crunch for those um wirings and the the other material oh so yeah that's a big deal profundity so the yeah, the ship that we all <laughs> knew was coming is going to be coming to the game uh general thoughts on it and the our very first relic nine requirement for anything that's that's a pretty big deal yeah man that, uh, that's a big investment but at the same time it's a ship like Look, look at the requirements for the executor. Like they, that was big at the time, having R8 on Piet. So you knew they were going to step up what the requirements were. And to be honest, even with the R9, the requirements aren't that bad. Like they're really, really not. And you're going to get probably a transformative ship in GAC and in TW and also all sorts of other parts of the game. Yeah, and so... <laughs> The, the the Rex, I think, I think the Rex overall are softer, but at the same time, I think there's a larger pull for characters that the majority of the game doesn't have. Like, I was talking to someone yeah. a while ago about Biston, and they're a very competitive player, like, very competitive. So, they're like, oh, you know, every, all competitive players have Bistons or whatever. And we looked up, and, like, the amount of people that actually have Relic Biston is very few. I think they make up, like... I think 2% of the game population or something like that. Like, you'll get quite a few people that are they're going to want to go after or they're going to have to gear up Biston. I guess the one thing that does kind of, and this is me just being pessimistic, the one thing that does kind of um, not upset me, but that, like, pokes at me. I'm, I'm not sure what verb I want here. But the, uh, they gave us, like, half the pilots for each ship. Like, they're... There's no, like, complete ship that we're getting out of this. Like, it's Biston, not Scarethrall Pathfinder. Cassian, yeah. not K2. Um, Hera, not whatever Phoenix go with her. Which which is, like, I'm not... I do not want them to have us require, like, all high relics on every single one of those characters. But I kind of would have liked for them to have just done one of the whole ships and called it good. But I guess that would have been too nice. So... It is what it is. We'll see how the fleet functions. Like, back in the day, and this is before Relic, so maybe this is different. Back in the day, the Falcon fleet functioned with, like, next to nothing. Like, gear-wise, on its pilots or its crew members. So, yeah. maybe you, maybe R5 Hera is just fine when you have, you know, gear 9 or whatever it is. The other two, I think, is it Kanan? Is it Kanan and Zeb? I think that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. I believe you're right. Yeah, no, but I think that's the design. They they did that so that you basically have the half bake real requirements for it because that eventually I I really think that we're gonna want the other half relic as well about the same level because of the ship. Because if it's a top tier ship and if it's like they said, it's meant to really combat the executor. You're gonna need most likely your ships to be at the same level as the ships are for the executor. So. It, it, it's smart on their design. You get to touch multiple ships. And at the same time, it, it for me, Biston's not too bad because that's a character I've always wanted to do. It's just I've been lazy and put other stuff ahead of it. But uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like the requirements for this, they, they suck, but they're not 
as bad as what they could have been. And I'll feel better too. I will say this. I'll feel better when I kind of have the confirmation. Actually, if any of you out there know what this is, please tell me. The like the best radis or I'd rather say ad rad team that we have for ground. Because if and I don't know this, if what they're currently giving us is the best ad rad fleet on ground, cool. Like that is awesome. Like sure, <laughs> I, I I finish I finish the Rex for the um the profundity and then I get I be an executor like cool. But I also get a really good GAC team double whammy like that that makes it just so much more worth it because that was we we didn't really get that with executor like there are a lot of good characters in there like r8 piet is definitely something you want just because of the ship speed but they don't all go on one team but i think there's a lot of potential for that because you've got adarad biston um cassian as well as Jin. they can all go on the team but i don't know if they're ideal i really don't like i'm not I, I have no fluency in that team whatsoever. Yeah, and honestly, the person that I know personally would know is would be Ice because he got Adrad like from the jump, and he's been playing with them. And I and I'm trying to remember what characters he was using, but uh, I want to say I obviously Jin's in there, but I believe you. There's even play maybe with Hera, but who knows? I'm, I'll definitely hit him up because I'm gonna want that too. Like. If we're going to put all those relics and requirements into it, we obviously want things not to go only well in ships, but to go in well in ground as well. Yeah, I, yeah, so so that's, that, that is a big bonus. And I think that will be, I guess I'll ask you this now, Tilo. Between the two, which one are you going to gun for first? You going for Jamba or are you going to go in for Profundity? Oh, man, that, that's tough. Like, I know my mind's telling me I have to go for Profundity. But I want Java so bad. But I don't know. It's just going to depend on... Because the way I'm, I have it set up, I'm probably going to start either farm right when all the requirements for Java get released and we probably see a kit. And, and then from there, I'll probably make a decision. If Java is really, really transcendent, then maybe I go for Java. But the way it looks right now, it's probably profundity just because it is a capital ship. And capital ships are like premium in this game. You have to go prioritize them, basically. Yeah, and I—that's kind of where I land as well. I think I'm gonna want to go for the ship first. I'm going to what I'm gonna do, and this is typically how I play the game. I'm gonna let the shards dictate things for me. Like I will, I will farm. I might, I'll probably accelerate ad threads farm. I don't accelerate a lot, if it, if anyone's wondering. Um, I typically wait until the shards get there and then throw all the gear on. But if Adrad's the only character that I'm missing and I can get the rest of relics, I'll speed him up. Or if I, at least I can see that I'll get to the rest of relics because there's not a whole lot of point in me double refreshing him if I'm not going to be able to get there in relics because I'm still like, I'm, I'm not giving up on Ray. Uh, we, we'll, we'll get to leg day here later, but I'm, I'm getting closer and closer on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and that's probably like the smart way to do it too is just basically get the other characters up and then slowly work on Adrad because he's the most recent character that's not really on a node yet. On Fatal Lord makes a good point here as well that Jabba is the character that you'll be able to knock out and kind of one hit, well, kind of one hit with the ticket system, whereas you're gonna have to wait to month to month to month. For, or you're at least going to get, you're going to be spending less crystals for every month you get ahead 
on the profundity assuming it is going to be identical to the executor um the executor fleet which i i i think that's pretty much confirmed by this point and it's also going to depend on my fleet credits and my capital ship um materials like both oh, of them prestige. are prestige yeah that's right yeah both of them are really really low for me right now so I, i'm definitely gonna have to bank them up and if it looks like i'm i can get the requirements and i'm still not gonna have like the prestige and the credits i may just pivot and then come back to it once i have enough banked up because it takes forever for those those things suck so bad yeah you gotta I, this is what i'll have to do i don't have the amount that i need to max out a capital ship so i'll have to start at some point, once I start to see when I'm going to unlock it, I'm going to have to start diverting my uh, squad arena. My squad yeah. arena stuff over to that. But All right, Teal, I think we pretty much covered the state of the galaxy. That was half the length of the usual podcast, so no pressure for the rest of it. 3v3, <laughs> it's back, man. Uh, we, we did our first full week this time around. How, how'd you do? How was round one? Uh, round one was pretty good. So going into this week, I had really invested heavily into Datacrons. I think I had maybe about seven or eight plus 25 uh, percent TMs. So I basically threw them oh all gosh, on defense. Yeah, I basically I threw you. them all on defense. And then um, it really just made my opponent work. For this one, I knew my opponent would like to go really heavy on offense, taking like five GLs for offense. So I decided to put uh, JML, I put Starkiller, I put JMK, and then Ray in the back. So I made a pretty strong wall. My opponent attacked my, what was it? JML first, he got through that, uh, which I expected just because I had put trash characters on him and ended up with the data, the level nine Datacron. So it, it was like a hit or miss if that was gonna really cause some damage. And then he attacked my JMK and he failed. And from there, he just gave up. He only did those two attacks because I had previously already did my attacks. And then we full cleared and got a pretty good score on it. I, I think we were almost close to the 2000 mark, oh, wow. which is pretty good, which is pretty good for me. So, yeah, that, that's basically how round one went. Um, we Tell worked out. to come back. Yeah, yeah. Datacrons really helped this one. my turn now yeah all you so my first match i won't spend too much time with this because i've already ranted and raged a bunch on both youtube and twitch i was up against like a super notorious cheater like this wasn't this wasn't someone that i looked at their history i'm like oh this is suspicious maybe he's cheating this is someone who has had dozens of people report him both to cg and in the discord cheater server like we've no, and he's not he's not hiding it either. Like his cheats are very blatant. Like he takes Genonite Luke to solo gas. Like th and this is before Datacrons, in case you're wanting to thinking about that. So we know we we already knew this coming into it, and I'm like, okay. So our really only shot here is to go full efficiency. He's going to he's gonna use you know Rose or whatever to solo a Galactic Legend, something something to that extent. So it doesn't matter if I put Galactic Legends down. I should just be trying to solo as many things as possible. And at the end of the day, like, you don't, if the other, if the cheater is determined enough, you don't beat an APK. You don't. Like, they can get max banners on every single fight with garbage. Like, there is no, realistically, there's no beating it unless they attack first and they're trying to hide it. And the issue is this guy doesn't try to hide it. So, 
we we go in we do the best we could we got pretty good banners overall uh we actually weren't able to clear executor but even if we did we would have lost because our he the cheater pulled a 2107 which is like 30 banners above softmax which basically it means that he went in and i think i think i did the math on average, that is the equivalent to him soloing every single one of my teams with full health. That's wild. Well, and he, and he even had, like, this is, I don't mean to crap on anyone who has, like, a mid-game roster or anything like that. But we're in, like, the top 1,000 of Kyber. And his, for the top 1,000 of Kyber, his roster was garbage. Like, he only had, he only had four Galactic Legends. He had, like, 30 total plus 20s or something like that. Like, just a really, like, again... If you have that, don't feel bad. But for the top of Kyber 1, like, that's almost impossible. So, mm. with what he had, he definitely cheated. I'm, I'm very curious to see the report once it comes out tomorrow. Uh, because there's going to be there's gonna be some funny battles. But ultimately, I don't feel bad about it. Like, we didn't, we didn't really lose. Like, sure, I got the less crystals and the losing score for it. But losing to someone who very obviously APK'd isn't really losing. Yeah, no, and then you you handled it really good. Like even in the beginning, like going through the ground battles, you were averaging pretty high banners too, which was cool to see. Like you still maintained that competitive nature, even going up against the cheater, to where he basically had to go super saiyan on the cheat mode on the APK to actually beat you. No, it's true. That is true because he had. Uh, I went through to make myself feel better after I lost. I went ahead and looked through all of his previous 3v3 battles. He had never scored a score this high. Like we had we had pushed him into a place where he had really had to dial it up. Um so that, you know, cool, but still cheating's terrible. Um it does. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to let the jury out on this one for a minute. It, his account has gone inactive. He is not logged into it for 3 days now. I don't know what that means he didn't like the fact that there were thousands of people crapping on him, or if he actually legitimately got banned. I did message a CG developer, but didn't get a response, but you don't... Um, as far as cheating goes, and I actually kind of agree with this, the devs will never actually comment on a ban of someone, and there are reasons for that, uh, to protect for, for CG kind of to protect themselves. That's why we won't go into... And I actually, I actually kind of think that's fair for reasons, but... Um, yeah. he might be banned now, actually, from the from the amount of heat because I, AP Gains, he he made a video and he showed my video and kind of explained the situation. And his video, I think, got up to 10k views. So the the cheater got a, a little bit more spotlight than he was used to. But anyways, how was your match number two, Tilo? Match number two was um pretty solid too. Like I've been loving Mon Mon Mothma on offense. A lot of the people have still been throwing down that Newt, Django, and B1, and Mon Mothma just tears that, oh, that yeah. stuff. Um, I've been loving that. Uh, we went in there with the game plan, used our basic counters, and kind of mentioned this last um, last season where I was going to be a little bit more consistent on the stuff I do rather than take risks, and that's definitely something that I've been doing. We aver I think we hit the 2,000 mark in, in banners. I forget the exact... Um, the exact uh, number that we ended up hitting, but it was pretty good. My opponent goes to attack and he clears the bottom zone and he saw my Ray in the back. He tried to attempt to beat it, couldn't get past Ray. 
and um, also Starkiller up top too with the Datacron, the cooldown reduction, he couldn't get past that. So it only cleared one zone and we ended up getting the win, which felt pretty good. All right, so yeah, Tila, you're making a pretty hard comeback here. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> so remind me, which Datacron do you have on Ray? Um, I got the fast uh, ultimate. Ooh, so, so fast ultimate and then the 15% TM when they have less than two debuffs with the stacking offense as well. I hate you. <laughs> good for you but yes yeah so that one that one's been putting in some pretty solid work so i'm happy i'm happy about the results from that one good I, I, i'm i'm happy you're 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 coming back out of the season <laughs> and what about you how'd your round two go my round two was really good my round two was really good we were up against a pretty good player he had a master ross of advantage this is again one of those guys who had 500 relic levels the extra GL, uh, Datacrons, I think he, excuse me, Datacrons, I think he did really well as well. Uh, and we, this was a really fun stream, man. We were just able to pull off some really dumb stuff. Uh, we used, we used Wampa against Starkiller, which his Mara had no potency. So we were able to not get stunned in the initial thing and then shake up the tenacity down. And it was close, but we won that. Uh, we were able to use our JML with repost against his JMK that had a level 9 Datacron. Just, just able to do a bunch of crazy counters and even like some new stuff like Thrawn Lead versus Grand Inquisitor. Uh, we beat a Sortie for the first time. Just, it, it was a really, really fun time. And we we ended up botching fleets because I didn't change things from when I went up against the Cheater. And then uh, I ended up winning by six banners. Like, it was stupid close. It was so, so close. And it, it, it just felt good, though. Like, we were able to pull off a bunch of stuff that typically would have been very, very hard. And at the end of the day, we, we won by such a small margin, which meant every single uh, battle counted. So I was, I, I was very happy with that match. So one and two, if you count losing to a cheater. Um, so what about, what about no. your final match, Cheater? Do you, do you close this with a three and oh? Oh, gosh darn it i feel like um you ever see the the meme of nick young when he's on the lakers he shoots the three and then he turns around and then he misses that's I how who, i felt i don't know who nick young is <laughs> oh gosh you're hurting my heart uh no that, that's basically what i did so i scouted my guy pretty good we go in there i have a game plan i know exactly what he's basically gonna place and um he attacks first he attacks pretty early attacks within the first hour of GAC really opening. And um, he struggles hard on my defense, like seven attacks to get through my JKL on defense, like really like multiple drop battles. And then he eventually clears all the ground, which was really surprising to me. And at the same time, like definitely kudos to him for doing that because he went through a lot of attacks and then he gets to my fleet and then he fails against my executor and he leaves my empire untouched. Um, we talked a little bit about um about uh about his performance on ground i messaged him i was like hey like good job like you went through the ground like it, it looked like it was cool because i was watching it live too so I, I gave him his like flowers and everything so i go to attack the next day i didn't get to stream this one and i'm doing really good on the front bottom zone we're averaging maybe like a 50 i, I forget ex exactly how much i think maybe like 55 56 around there uh, we're doing pretty good. We go to the top. We do pretty good on there. And I look at the back, 
and it's what I expect. It's a JMK, it's a Ray, and it's a Star Killer, which is completely fine. Like I have the tools to beat them. I go to attack my JMK or his JMK using my uh, Supreme Leader Kylo, and it fails. I was so mad. Uh, JK or JMK put the heal immunity on my Supreme Leader Kylo. Then he had ultimate. Ahsoka goes in, hits me with the with the big hit plus the the damage or the armor shred, and they just focus my Supreme Leader Kylo super heavily, and they actually kill him. And I had opportunity to get Kylo up because Daka hadn't even died once, so I'm like, come on, Daka, just give me one good revive, and she pulls it up, nothing, she dies. She gets to revive again. And I'm like, come on, doggy, just give me one. And then, she, nope, she dies again. And, and then they kill her for the third time. And I was like, dang it, Daka. I'm like, you had one job. And it was just really rare for me, that fight, because usually Supreme Leader Kylo is like the last one to die. I, yeah. I've never had, I never had it to where he dies first. And even before Daka has even died at all, it was just weird. Like the AI just went after me super heavily. And from there, I basically lost the fight because there was no way I was going to be able to clear Starkiller, uh, his Ray, and JMK with only JML and Palp. And I tried to kind of still salvage things using the First Order Omicron on the the pilot, and we weren't able to do it. His, his Starkiller was just too beefy. His team was too too well built for my First Order to do that. And then from there... It was it was over, so I just kind of tried some some stuff I wasn't used to, but overall cool fight. Sucks I lost that one because I really wanted that three and zero, but is what it is. I'm ready for next week. Next week I'm gonna be even more deadlier on defense with these um, or data crowns. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I've actually I talked to someone recently. They said that JMK went after their SLKR as well. They they got the revive luckily. Um... But that's interesting because yeah, typically, typically they go out right after my DACA, but also my DACA is like no health, so there's that. Yeah, it, it's weird. I don't, I don't know. Like my DACA is not like super thick to where they would maybe focus their attention on SOKR, but it is what it is. Because uh, I did it literally the round before, and everything worked out pretty good. It's just this round in particular, just things didn't go good for me. <laughs> gotcha. All right, what about you? How'd your, how'd your round three go? Unfortunately, sorry, it was very similar <laughs> to your round three. So we were up against an opponent that is actually pretty similar in roster strength. He had like 100 relic levels on us or something. Um, like he had a decent advantage there. He did have Ray, of course. And this is where I start to get really salty. Uh, he had um, he had Ray, which I don't have. And he also had the air... Heir to the Jedi or whatever, Datacron, which is the huge damage boost. And that really just crapped on everything. So we go in and I have JML and SOKR to beat his level 9 Datacron, Ray, and, J and JMK. And I'm trying to figure out which one goes where. I'm pretty confident SOKR can beat either. And I'm trying to figure out which one my Jedi Master Luke is going to beat. And I was leaning towards JMK, but then I saw his JMK was faster than my JML. And I decided not to do that. And looking back, I'm very curious as to what would have happened if I did. Like, maybe that could have made a difference. But I ended up taking my JML with repost against Ray. And we were, oh, Tila, it was so close. I don't know if you saw it. But we got <laughs> Ray. We got Ray through her damage immunity. She came out. She whirlwind, whatever, did nothing. And then she we got her in the red. 
We got her in the red, uh, and then she got ult, and then it was game over. As soon as the, that heir to the Jedi, Ray gets ult, you're whatever you have, it doesn't matter. You're getting blown out of the water. Um, so almost got her down. She killed us, and that pretty much right there ended the entire match. Because now, I, o- I only have SLKR to either kill JMK or to kill her. And I, I you, or sorry, I only had SLKR to kill, yeah, to kill JMK or to kill her. And I used Eskar to kill her, which he did great. I love you, Eskar. Freaking, freaking good character in 3v3. I know I've talked about him in other 3v3s, yeah. but my gosh, Eskar is good in 3s. Uh, so he he smacked the crap out of that Ray, which was fun. And then I just couldn't get through JMK. And there were, there, were, there were some fun battles, but mostly I just started to experiment from there because I knew that I wasn't going to get through his front wall. But ultimately, it didn't really matter um, because he, he full cleared us. Like, he, he, he got... Yeah, bad banners, air quotations there for anyone on the podcast. But <laughs> bad banners versus a guy who cleared two walls is fine. Like he, and props to my opponent. Like I, while I am salty that he had the better Datacron with the better character, and that I didn't have a chance. Well, that's, that's not that's not true. I could have done JMO versus JMK. We don't, we we don't know the outcome there. That could this variable could have been my error. Well, it was my error. Um. But it's it's just one of those things where I think this is like my first legitimate loss because Datacrons exist. That's that's kind of what I'm realizing. And that's kind of what I'm having to work through because I like the concept of Datacrons, but they really just aren't great for me and my account. Like the, the the amount of times that this is just ends up tacking one more advantage that my opponents have on me, it's it's not great. And I think because like my place before Datacrons was somewhere around top 500. Like not exact, not like. Not, like, in the top 500, but around, like, rank 500. Like, I've been as low as, like, 300. I've gone to 700. And I think post-Datacrons, my home is going to be closer to maybe top 2,000. Which is, it's okay. It's still Kyber 1. But I, I'm regressing, which I don't I don't love that. Yeah. And it's, it's scary, too, because especially with Jabba coming in profundity, does that push us back even further if we can't get them quick enough, too? Uh, which kind of made me sad because we talked about this last time. We were so close to having that 6GL and making it like even playing field finally that they eventually a GL would come. But but, I, but we're used to it. I think I think we'll be okay. But like you said, Datacrons is a really, really big factor. I think for me, I'm trying to use it to kind of shoot the gap a little bit. Um, but, it, but then again, it's all about RNG too. Are you lucky with some of these datacrons, some of these numbers? Because you can definitely not hit what you want and spend a grip on these rerolls. Oh yeah, so there there are a lot of counts that this is benefiting. Uh, and again, like yeah. I like the concept and I like the variety they bring, but just for me, where like again, I'm fighting players that have 500 relic levels on me. Even yeah. if we get the same datacron pulls, we both get the same 20 or 30 or whatever it is. They can use them on 20 teams, and I can use them on seven. So it's yeah. it's just one of those things that fills the margin and profundity and um what's the other character you mentioned? Oh, Jabba coming to game. That that always kind of happens. Like the new character comes out, the the heavy spenders they get it immediately. I regress a little and then I always end up catching up eventually though. But I think I think that my home is just going to be reserved to this point just because of w- the way and I'm not boycotting Danicrons. Like I'm just not I'm not spending on them because I don't I don't really spend on I I mean I don't spend on anything, but Anyways, we don't we don't need to sit on that forever. All right. But anyways, all right. So Tilo, leg day. What have you been working on? 
Uh, lately, it's been pretty good. Um, I, I finally joined, and I know it's probably a low number for most of you guys out there, especially for you, Calvin, because your mods are ridiculously crazy. But I've joined the 30, 100 clubs, so at least 30, 25 plus speeds and at least 100 uh, plus 20 speeds. So that's something I've been trying to do. I've had the 100 for a while, but the 30 plus 25s, I've really been working on those, but I've I've had a really bad luck the last couple of months, and I finally was able to hit that. And I, I know it's probably been pushed up, especially with all the new slicing materials. So it's probably like now like 50 and 150 right now, but but it's cool that I finally hit the the mark that I've always wanted to hit. Um, other than that, I'm one character away from um, from hitting uh, Lord Vader requirements, all of them. So right now I'm going to have Tuscan Raider. He's at Relic 3. He should get Relic 4 tomorrow, possibly Relic 5 the next day. If not, the day after that, I'll start my ticket grind for Lord Vader. So finally going to get him. So excited about that. Um, obviously, Malgus was released today. I got him to G12. He's missing three pieces on the right side, but it's like literally like one piece is missing like two salvage. The other one's missing like three and the other one's missing like 10. So I should have him ready to go by tomorrow and um, trying to think about anything else. Oh, Datacrons. Datacrons, I've gotten really, really heavily on Datacrons. So let me see. So I have... Uh, uh, JKL Datacron level nine, which is really, really nice. I've got, let me pull up my stats. I'll pull up my stats, but how, how's your leg, your leg day going? Uh, mine went really well. I mean, it's, we're really starting to parallel each other and you're going to ditch me soon once you're done with Lord Vader. So that kind of sucks for me, but I, I've been working on my Ray requirements. I got Scav Ray to R7 this week. And other than that, I pretty much did, I did Malgus. Like I finally, and I'm, it's it's a really good feeling because I, I keep wanting to like focus on Ray, but I'm like, okay, don't spend the 200 eyeballs. Don't spend the 450 carbs. Don't spend this. Um, so I finally got that out of the way. Got, took Malice immediately to R7, threw the Omicron on his lead. Uh, got, got him his mods set. My mods are all set for the, for GAC tomorrow. So I'm super pumped about that. That's pretty much all I did was those two characters. Um, I worked on my Datacrons. They, they, it, yeah, so they, they one of them ticked me off in particular. I have a Rebel Rebel level 9 Datacron, and I rolled Ezra, which sucks because my Ezra's gear 11. I'm not taking him to R7 to make that happen. And I went to re-roll it. I specifically grinded extra Conquest to re-roll it, and my options were Wedge and Mon Mothman. I'm just like, what the... Yeah, I was, <laughs> I I was not happy about it. So and like, cause those are three characters that I don't have R seven, and the close the one I'm closest to is Mon Mothma. But for Mon Mothma's team to be viable, I need to add fourteen relic levels to that team. I'm I'm not gonna do that. So that's, yeah, that's my own fault. That's my own, that's my that's my own playstyle hindering. But it's just one of those things where data again, datacrons are they are not helping my account specifically, which is very selfish on my part, but. It is what it is. Um, I did get, and this is sad, I got up to three turn meter datacrons, and that took a lot. I had to roll them a total, I counted, because it was it was getting to me. A 
total of 26 times on level oh threes and i only got the threes and like my, my it was roll number like 22 and roll number 25 that were also tournaments so i had like i had rolled level 3 datacrons 20 times and i had only had one for the longest time so i it's yeah i have not I have not loved Datacrons this like as much as I love the concepts. Uh, I have not loved them a lot this week. Also, thank you, the playbook slash fatal for the raid. That is awesome. Thank you very much. Nah, man, I, I've been doing it to where the where if I don't hit it within the two first twenty uh, material refreshes or rerolls, I I just scrap them, especially if I don't need them. And it works out pretty good. You end up with pretty good materials to be able to start that um, new Datacron. But man, once you get into the 40s, that, that's too expensive for me. Oh, yeah. So I'm, and I wasn't doing that on like three, a total of three Datacrons. I think I have like 10 level two. So I was refreshing them all twice to try to hit the turn meter. And I don't like, I don't think the turn meter is the end all be all no. for Datacrons either. But you know, I would I would like four or five. Like that would be nice. And for the longest time, I was sitting there with just one, and I'm like, "This is not good. This is really not good." Yeah. No, I I I feel like I've had the opposite luck of you. Like the Datacron set for this one, I, I've gotten pretty much everything I wanted. Like the one I was talking about for the Jedi Knight Master Luke, I had almost seven percent physical damage, another six percent physical damage about 19 critical damage, another 14 critical damage. It has potency on it, which is 48%, which is okay. And then another 30% um, physical damage. And the first roll, I ended up getting the other, once you use a special ability, you get a bonus turn. And that's the one I really, oh, really wanted from the jump. Yeah, that's a good, that's, that is the good one. Oh my gosh, it's so nasty. It's so much better than the JML too. The like if I, in fives, I'm definitely going to be using that one instead of the JML level nine. Like this one just melts teams. Like you can get max banners on, like say a JMK squad. Like I can attack seven times with the JKL before the other team. Like it's so oh, nasty because it counts the um, it counts the coin flip as a special. Yeah. So what oh, you do first? That's dirty. Yeah, you hit the coin, like the the J, JML special ability, mm -hmm. and then you start using his abilities. And because it's only off of a one... Oh, you just keep one, rotating them. That's genius. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Like, seven turns right off the bat, and then plus you have reposts too. So you're just absolutely melting the other team. Like, you'll melt GK super quick. You'll melt Ahsoka super quick. And then by then, like, you're only dealing with the scraps of uh, JMK, and then you get pretty much max banners, especially if you have, say, a Hoda on the team. Oh, that's dirty. I didn't even... Because I, I always thought... And the, that Jenna Luke Datacron is very good. Like, that's... I, I always kind of had that impression. But my thoughts were always 3v3. And, you know, he's going to do no annoying things and great things beat gas whatever but i didn't even think about it in the context of fives with jml because i got my my, my, my very i got a very good role with um with jml i got i got repost on six and then i got the the jedi lessons one for nine which is a, it's a really nice jml combo that's what that's what helped me beat um that's what helped me beat the jmk and my middle match of threes really what won me the entire match probably um yeah so i said coin flip 
which is not was not the correct terminology all and like five people in chat have called me at i meant like the coin ability for the j the jmo lead ability jedi lessons i don't know what the actual name is um that's i, I understood you <laughs> we kept yeah, going <laughs> it, it's probably like i think most people understood me but at the same time it's probably worth clarification yeah so that that was dirty though man like and i'm excited even for 3v3s i've been putting it on defense so that team i can just already see like the potential of it so he's gonna stun everybody he's gonna go for the middle ability and then he's gonna go again and attack with the basic and if everybody's still stunned he has the opportunity of getting another little three turn run right after too so it's gonna be really really nasty all right very cool so um, that, I, did you have something uh, else you want to say or does that sum up leg day for you pretty much it um i was counting the number of plus 25 turn meters i ended up with i ended up with one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve they're 13 so so 13 i'm putting mostly a light side off uh defense so most of them are going to have plus 25 turn meter i'm going to keep a couple for offense for maybe bad batch maybe um uh, i was thinking about other teams too maybe something with armor if i needed armor to go first but it's definitely it, it i've i really like it i feel like it's helping me out especially with my mods like it's going to help me kind of equalize things a little bit and then i ended up with an r or level nine wedge too just because I wanted to re-roll some stats for a Rebel one. I knew I wasn't going to get to that level 9, but I could get to that uh, level 6. Oh, but yeah. yeah so that's, pretty much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm happy for you, but I've never wanted a bleep button until now. Like, what do you said you had? What is that, 13? That's 10 more than I have. And granted, you've probably put more work into Datacrons than I have. Uh, but still, like... I put uh, the hundreds every day. Okay. It was a lot. Okay. So, yeah, you, I can at least say you deserve what you got. Because I did not do that. I did not, I was not putting 100s into Conquest. So maybe, maybe <laughs> this is just my own fault. You didn't, do you know how many rolls you did just out of curiosity? Oh, for rerolls? I got a lot of them. I got off first, first turn off the plus 25. I didn't get any off of first turn. None of them. They were all rerolls. No. And a lot of the, a lot of them, even the, the one reroll, I would get it. Because you got to think, it's only a one out of four chance of getting the 25 speed. There's only four options in there. So it's it's pretty heavily favored that you end up getting what you want. Oh, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> oh, not, not, not like that, but you know what I mean, though. When you play the odds game and the chat saying, uh, this is where Savitar comes in to take my place. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I know I know multiple people. I know quite a few people that are in the double digits with the TM crons. And I'm like, I got three. Um, my time will come eventually, maybe, probably not, but all right, moving on. I was to... just going to say one thing. It, it doesn't matter that I have 14 though. It's only going to matter in three V threes. And that's why this set is okay. Cause it's going to be two seasons of three V three, but in five V five, all this like extra data crons gets cut in like half. Like I can't use 14 at all. Like, I'll get lucky if maybe I use, like, five, six, or maybe even seven at most. Yeah, I guess in fives, I'm probably... I shouldn't be too mad, because even in fives, I'm probably... I probably only even have three teams that are light side that can even use them. Yeah. Which is sad on a different level, but anyways. All right, Tilo, on to our favorite part of the show... 
It is Whose Kid It Is Anyways. For anyone who is new, Whose Kid It Is Anyways is a game that me and Tilo Matt play where one of us, well, actually both of us will do it, but one of us will read to the other person the ability of a kit, and the other person has to be able to guess who got or whose kit it is. Um, you can also play along if you want to join the Discord server. We are currently keeping a tally of how everyone is doing and guessing the kits. It's an honor-based system. If you check out the Discord server and check out the channel, you can find out there what how the rules are and how to follow them. Uh, but all right, Tilo. So do you want to give me your kit first today? Is that acceptable for you? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so I'm going to make sure I've got my chat covered up. Um, I'm going to close my phone down. I don't think, yeah, I don't have anywhere to see anything. So hit me with your best shot. What you got? All right. Everything good? You good? Yep. All right. Deal physical damage to target enemy. If they had no buffs before this attack, deal 30% more damage. That's it? Yep. Gross. Okay. Um, <laughs> one more time. Deal physical damage to target enemy. If they had no debuff or no buffs before this attack, deal 30% more damage. Oh, this one was dirty, Teal. This is so simple. Um, yeah. So physical damage. And if they didn't already have buffs, they deal 30% more damage. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So this is obviously a very old kit and it's a basic. Because that's a really, like, that's not a good ability at all. Um... I'm guessing it's a damage show. I'm trying to think of what kit synergizes with the fact that the enemy team doesn't have buffs. Oh, this is this is rough, Tilo. This is some rogue. <laughs> this is some rogue one character, isn't it? Um, shoot, man. I I am not getting anything coming to my mind. Um. One more time. All right. It is deal physical damage to target enemy. If they had no buffs before this attack, deal 30% more damage. Yes, that's so bad. Um, what a garbage ability. 30% um, <laughs> more damage. So it's probably an attacker. It's an older character. It's a basic. I'm guessing this is all right. I'm gonna you you've liked to theme things before. Um, hold on, you're good. Uh, I'm I'm gonna think through this a little bit more. You typically like to go themes. I'm trying to think of the character or factions that are popular right now. So Rogue One is definitely one that comes to mind. I wonder. So Hothrible Scout is the one that everyone has. This is, I wonder if this is Hothrible Soldier. That's a really dirty character though, Tilo. I really hope you didn't pick that one. Um, what's another faction that's popular? Sith Empire is currently uh pretty popular, but at the same time, they've got. I think I know all of their basics, unless this is Sith Assassin. Yeah, I. I'm really, I'm really thinking somewhere in that Rebel category. All right, I'm back. My bad. You're good. Um, I really. I, I I don't know who this is at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the character that typically likes to strip a lot of buffs. It's an older kid. He's not an attacker though. Let's go let's go with Baze. Is that your final answer? 
Uh, yeah, for the first one, sure. No, it's wrong. All right, uh, action. Five oh first. Oh. All right, so this is the basic. It's not Rex because he reduces turn meter. Um, it's not gas. It's not echo. It's not fives. Oh, is this arc? That's not that old enough, kid. Yeah, so. I guess it could be. I guess in theory it could be. Oh, gas. If you weren't reading the telekinesis part, that's also really dirty. Um, so yeah, it's not Rex's because Rex reduces turn meter. And he gains potency up and gives potency up, I think. Echo has that weird crit damage clause. Five does speed down. Um, Ahsoka's is wildly complicated. It's like it does a ton of stuff. Yeah, it, ha it has to be Ark, right? Yep, no, it's Ark. Okay. Alright. Uh, that was... That's... Huh. I that's guess, a weird one because it's it, like it's an old really kid, weird. But it's like a newer character, even though it's like kind of old. I don't know. It's like a middle child. It's right there in the middle. Yeah, that was a really good one, Tilo. That that's that's really like that's like the golden child we're looking for. A character that's not obscure, but part of their kit that just nobody really knows it's there. That's that's a really good one. Ooh. All right, so now my turn to <laughs> to see if I could um, switch up my normal performance. I'm glad I'm glad I got on the second one. I guess you know it being a um. It being a whatchamacallit, um, 501st did help because there, there are so few options there. Yeah, and the 501st helped because it was, if it would have been clone troopers, I think that would have been a lot harder. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Close in. Yeah, we're good. All right. This character has a 25% chance to remove 30% turn meter from each enemy at the start of each of their turns. In addition, this character has a 25% chance to remove 10% turn meter from each enemy when they are damaged. Gosh darn it. All right, read it one more time. All right. This character has a 25% chance to remove 30% turn meter from each enemy at the start of their turns. In addition, this character has a 25% chance to remove 10% turn meter from each enemy when they are damaged. Mm. I feel like I'm going to need the faction on this one. It sounds like it would be probably a tank. Um, trying to think of a TM. Shoot. This one's tough. And I feel like I've heard this kit before, too. The 30, because that sounds, sounds somewhat unique, too, especially with the 30% on the start of their turn. Um, Which one? The the first cause in the, in the saying was th remove 30% TM at the start of their turn. Uh, this character has a 25% chance to remove 30% turn meter. Yeah. From each enemy at the start of each of their turns. In addition, this character's 25% chance to remove 10%. So it's 25 to remove 30 <laughs> um, at the start of the turn. Shoot. TM, TM, TM. 
Ah, oh, man. Um, I'm just going to say something random and try to get the faction to see if this would help. Um, I'm trying to still think who has TM. Oh, so there's one you, you get a hint early. Actually, this isn't a hint. This is something I left out. Uh, okay. They also recover 5% protection whenever they take damage. All right, that doesn't help me much, but it probably helps somebody out there. Uh, I'm going to say Chopper, just to get so I can get the faction. Uh, it is not Chopper, but okay. it is a Scoundrel. Oh, gosh, that does not help me big. Um, scoundrel. You want me to read it again? Yeah, read it one more time. I'll, I'll put the full thing in there. Apparently, I, I was missing part of it. This character has a 25% chance to remove 30% turn meter from each enemy at the start of their turns. In addition, this character recovers 5% protection and has a 25% chance to remove 10% turn meter from each enemy when they are damaged. Damn. Yeah, so it's... it's Two weird turn meter claws thingamabobs as well as protection recovery. I feel like I'm gonna get mad when I when I figure out the whose kid is this? Scoundrel. Which I guess that's that's helpful when it's not. <laughs> so many freaking scoundrels. Um but, What happened? Nothing. I was gonna say something, but I'm I'm not going to now. <laughs> okay. Um Gosh darn it. I don't know why I'm thinking like L3, even though it's probably not L3. Um, gosh, we'll be here all day for letting me think. All right, I'm going to say L3. It is not L3. It is. Okay. And you're going to get a lot of flack for this one. Sorry, man. Stormtrooper Han. Oh man, that's so garbage. <laughs> oh man. Uh Fatalorian is gonna go tell go Cubs. I might get kicked out of port oh, for yeah. this one. That that was all discussed <laughs> while you were guessing. It's already been clipped and sent. Oh no. My bad, go Cubs. My bad. <laughs> in, in your defense, and Kanak kind of saved my butt in this respect, I don't have that Zeta, so maybe I get kicked from port as well, that I'm not even in there. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I had left out the protection part because I was reading the ability at the max that I have it, which is level 7. So, yeah, mm. I, did, I wasn't giving you that little protection part, which I feel is pretty specific. Like, that would have been very unfair had you not gotten it. So It's um, almost, almost as dirty as the, the nest one. <laughs> oh yeah, no that 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 one stung, man. All right, so now that we've done both of ours for each other, we do also have fan entries every week. Again, you can join the Discord server that was previously posted, either in the Twitch stream or in the uh, in the uh, podcast description. But we go ahead and we're gonna take one entry from there, and I will check there to see who did it last week. That's the scoreboard. Um. This is the... So, Ricky Peas was last week. Do physical damage target. I mean, Grant Alice potency up. Oh, yes. This was... Oh, this was Marauders. And I think I got this one. But I think it went to you first. So, this one's for me. So, are you are you game for reading it off? Uh, both of us yeah. need to... Uh, let's both close our chats. Because we both have a chance to get this one. 
My bad. I was I was reading the chat. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Fatalorian being here this time was not in your favor. <laughs> no, it was not. I was impressed too. There were like four people that got it right off the bat, which yeah, that, that's wild. I would not. I might have gotten it after maybe five minutes of thinking, and the protection recovery actually would have given it away. I might have been one of those people, but all right. So you ready to read? Oh, it's Gladiator. So I think we might skip this one because I think he already told told us who it is. Um. He said, "Thank you, Ice." <laughs> yeah, so Ice already, Ice already did this one when we had him on as a guest a few months ago. So, Gladiator, your contribution is uh, appreciated, but at the same time, it's we've already we've already done it. So let's go. Let's go to KBs. Um, are you ready to read right. it? Yeah, you ready? Yes. All right. Deal physical damage to target enemy. This attack has high damage uh, variance and an additional 30% chance to score a crit critical hit. All right, so there's only one character in the game that I think has a has a clause in it about ha having a high damage variance. And I'm trying to remember which one it is right now. Um I don't remember any wording like that in the game. That's crazy. I have it between two characters and they're very similar. I I'm trying to remember is it is it ugh, crap I'm 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 gonna get crapped on now because I think uh um I should probably just rip the band-aid off of myself here. I'm low key kinda hoping you get it because I, I I'm not sure. Crap, why didn't I read the rest of that kit? Um <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna go with um I feel I feel like accurate accuracy would make way more sense than this though. This I have to be wrong. There's no way that's right. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm gonna this this is this is not gonna end well for me. I'm gonna go with a uh, stormtrooper like OG stormtrooper. Now I'll check it. No. Okay. All right, KB. All right. Oh, All right, Tila, you're up. Not Stormtrooper. Oh gosh, and it sounds like it's not going to be anything. I... I'm turning my mic off. I'm gonna go shot in the dark. I'm gonna pick Dark Talon. It is not Dark Talon. <laughs> Oh, that, that I had was, no idea. That was a really hard one. Yeah, that's um, that is Lando Calrissian's basic gambler shot. I didn't like. I wouldn't have been surprised if he didn't have a basic. All I know is that his AOE gets stacking incremental damage or something like that. I I could not have told you what his basic was. Not in a million years. No. Um. Yeah. So I didn't. So I was thinking storms, and the crit didn't sound right to me. And I now that I think about it, he does do this exposed thing because that was really annoying in the Star Killer event. Like when they, yeah. I, I think it's when someone crits him or when they miss. There's some type of specific clause in there where he gets to land and expose. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking him. Was, I was actually thinking maybe even Han, but I'm I'm okay with not knowing Landos. Like I don't, I don't feel yeah. that bad here. Um, that's a good one though. 
Yeah, that, that, that's it. That's a hard one. That I mean, that's the same level as like Gamorrean Guard or Night Sister Initiate. That is a character. Well, still. Okay, no, sorry, Lando. Lando's a character that nobody really uses. Like, at most, you're using him for his 20 speed on his lead. Like, that's that's what you're using him for. And I gotta say, I, I really liked whose kit is this, because I've learned so much unuseful kits, but at least I know them now. <laughs> like, I do not have... Uh, I do ever use Lando, which is awesome. Now I know. Well, even like yours today for, for Arc, like I didn't know what Arc's basic did. Everything that cycles through my mind when I'm using him is, okay, do I have Echo to assist? If I do, I use basic. If I don't, I go for the big kid. Or like, is the turret on the character that I want? Like, I'm never, I'm never actually focused on doing what the basic does. Um, but now I at least, like, that, that's, another, that's another tool that I have that I, where I can think about something. So, um, yeah. very cool. And I, yeah, I don't. I don't feel bad for not knowing Lando's. So sorry, scout. <laughs> sorry, scoundrel server. I love you guys, but we're both getting kicked. Yeah, especially me though. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like a few people thought Stormtrooper along with me because of the uh, because of the damage variance. I didn't realize Lando had it too. But I mean, the, the whole gambler concept kind of makes sense. Stormtroopers really should be accuracy, though. Is it is it damage variance? I don't know. Anyways. Final thing for the night, Tila, as we wrap things up here. Uh, Datacron set three. Uh, and we don't, we, need to make, we don't need to talk a lot about this because it's not currently in game, but it has been announced. Uh, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on it overall? Um, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's as strong as set two. I think it's more on par with set one. I think the C one's going to be interesting, getting to that fast ult. It's just going to... It's just going to depend. I, I want to see if it's you have to use only Sif in the lineup or can you get away with using, say, Armor and and uh, Brood Alpha. And if it's still going to give you that extra little bonus. And I think it is. I think it's like, what, 20 or 20-some, 20, 20% extra ultimate? which And that's still going to help. So I, I wonder how that's going to play out. Are you talking about Cs? Yeah, Cs. Uh, it's t- it's twenty percent per other ally. So in fives, he's gonna start with eighty. Yeah. So I wonder, and it's Sif ally too. So I wonder if yes, maybe you yes, can still get is. away with using armor and uh, say like a GBA as the tank, and and that's still gonna be useful, especially against something like a Jam JMK. Um, I'm trying to remember who else was out there too. One one other one was interesting. I know the Night Sister ones were out there too, but I'm like. Night Sister ain't even a real faction anymore for me. Like they're they're official first order now. Might as well give them the uniform. Yeah, that's fair actually. Like that's that was it. Not no shade towards Night Sisters, but no. I definitely, especially in fives, like they are tied. They're tied to Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, and that's that is more of a compliment than it is an insult. Like they're they are a gla- like we were saying kind of earlier about like maybe Hondo coming to the game. He's going to be meta in the sense that he might be next to Jabba. It's the same thing where Jaka is next to SLKR. She's she's better there. Um, where Why did I get on that rant? Oh, set three. So the other one you might be thinking of along with C is Bam. Bam's Bam looks super dirty. Like, it looks like the winner of all the level nines, at least for set three. He His poop stance, as we call it, so... Um, <laughs> what's the word derogatorily or something like that at downplaying it or whatever. Um, he apparently, they made it so that he like can't be killed or like can't stop him no matter what. Like he like is immune to damage 
is immune to defeat effects, is immune to fear, is immune to stuns. Like, they finally made it so that you cannot stop it no matter what he's going to get it. Um, and then on top of that, they could have stopped there and that would have been okay. But they also are increasing its damage by like 400% or something dumb like that. It's like 20, it's like 20% per bird. I think that's right. I really should have this open in front of me. Um, but it's it increases it a lot. So not only is he guaranteed to get it, but he's going to be able to snipe some GLs. And I think, so the the Dash Vandor team, it had, in JC, it had a pretty good chance against surviving against JMK, but it never had the damage to kill it. If you put Bam on that team now, that team is going down. Like, Bam is going to kill them, unless they're AI-specific for him, which I don't, I don't think it is, but um yeah it's there, there are I, I think i think one of the cool things about set three is that we're starting to see patterns of like some of the traditional abilities that are always just going to be there uh whether for for better or for worse like the the gl is always getting their ult faster the G, the mini gl unique or like the two percent health protection with a buff like there, there are certain ones that seem like they're going to just live and then they're going to be special ones that are thrown in yeah I, even the, the Malgus has one too, right? Who has one? I'm sorry. Oh, Malgus. Malgus yes, he does. Uh, his his look good, but they're a little hard to gauge because we don't know we don't know his current place in the game yet. Like we we have yeah. theories, we have ideas, probably even well educated ideas, but it's a little hard to see where that's what specific matchups that's those are going to change. And I'm interested how this is going to affect the the view on Malgus in general, like because we are going to get these. Well, we're we're going to be able to play with him before he has these. So never mind. It, it shouldn't be that big of an issue. But if this came out at the same time as when he was released, I wonder how people would be affected by that. Like expecting this character to do this, and then and then the the data crown gets taken away. Well, yeah. So this is there is one still pretty big downside to it. And that is the fact that the Omicrons are not active in squad arena. So even if you have yeah. the right Datacron, your testing is going to be off. And that's, it's really, it's really a pain in the butt. Like I really, really wish they would fix that so that we, we could have an actual, um, re uh, really wish we could have an accurate idea based on that. But I mean, yeah, uh, there's a, there's a, oh yes. And like, that's a pretty big factor because, the crit avoidance for the Malgus team is on the lead Omicron. So, like, I'm telling people right now uh, that, you know, I really like crit avoidance on Malgus just because it really cancels out the crit stack with the 80 that he already has. Mando's never going to be able to get his TM. He's going to be tankier, etc. While a crit avoidance error with people that are testing right now in Arena, it means nothing. Like, it's 35% chance to stop crits on a character that has 100 and 15% crit chance, it, it, me, it me doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, you're you're probably going to get wrecked. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I'm I, I'm excited for them. I, I, do, I do want them to just be done with the GLs, though. And I know, like, a lot of people are against that, but they've already worked through four in three months. Like, they can't, unless they're, we're going to circle back around to Ray in too much, which I really hope we aren't. I don't, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Are they going to come up with a new set? Or are they just going to recycle and put these on basically like a conveyor belt of GLs? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to do. Or are they just going to drop GLs in general and, and kind of only throw them in like sparingly and they only started off with GLs? It's, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. 
I think it's going to be fun, though. I think it is going to continue from a monetary perspective. They're going to continue to do GLs. And at the same time, I complain about having four at the same time, but they really have to have at least two. Uh, just for balance purposes, for... Like, I was, I was using JML to counter the JMK one last match. You really want to have at least two so that you're not just pigeonholed into... Like, if they do a really broken one, you're not just pigeonholed into a mirror match. So... I, I'm against it, but if I if we have to have them, that's how I like to have them. Just always have kind of two in rotation. And and I really wish they would extend this too. I wish they would extend it for the conquest. So like the conquest, oh, it fun. takes three conquests for you to get the character. I wish that the sets would be three conquests. So that would give you what a couple months with these ones to kind of build up your your sets and kind of play with them. I don't know how exactly that would work. And as a monetary function, they probably wouldn't want that. They want the quick turnaround. That way you have to kind of, for those Krakens to really pay out for those re-rolls and those materials. So who knows? I don't think they'll end up doing it. But I think personally, that would be pr way better for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll do it just because they already made the call to increase the drop rates on them. Like what we, I yeah. mentioned this earlier, but, and I don't have the most end game account. I'm 8.5, which a lot of people are thinking that's really gross. Like that's, that's, that's pretty end game, but it's not the end game. Uh, but at the same time, like I got all the data crunch that I can use. Like if, if I were given three months to, with, with the same set at the current drop rates, I would have significantly more data crunch than I can use. Like way more than I would even, like everyone would get everything they want as long as they were playing. And I don't. I think CG wants more pressure than that, which uh, that's the nature of the game. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, and who knows? Maybe I wouldn't like that anyways for everybody to have everything. It's kind of good for that. It's kind of exclusive. Yeah. So, all right. I think that pretty much covers everything today, Tilo. That was, that was a heck of a lot to get through, uh, <laughs> but we made it to the other side. Anything you would like to tell everyone before we head out? Um... No, just basically the same old, same old. Uh, you guys can catch me on YouTube. I'm going to try to be a little bit more consistent on there as well as Twitch. Got to be a little bit more consistent on there. Just overall consistency and also TikTok too. I've, I've, I've actually been consistent on TikTok. So if you want to give me a follow there on the grind so I can eventually go live on there. So should be fun. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've got, for anyone wondering right now, I do have a... On my YouTube channel, I've got a Malgus prep guide that I, I made about a week ago. If anyone wants to check it out to kind of know how I'm modding my Malgus, what team comps I'm wanting to use them in, what datacrons I'm thinking for them, uh, th that that whole type of thing. If you want to check that out, I put my uh, my YouTube link in there. Um, that should also be in the the podcast thing of Bob. But I think I think that about covers it for me. I guess we're going to go ahead and oh yeah, one more thing. I got one more thing. Um, Atlantis brought this out the the GAC tournament, so I'm bringing that back. So oh, if cool. you guys want to be a part of it, um, just join the Discord. Put in your scores for the first week. You can also just hit me up, and I'll break, give you guys the breakdown. And um, yeah, we we run the tournament. It's going to be pretty consistent too, so should be fun, guys. So if you guys want to be a part of that, add an extra layer of competition to GAC. Definitely think about it. Yep, so for anyone who's listening live on Twitch, I just posted Dilo's Discord. If you want to join there, there's more instructions on how to take place in that tournament. I know there are several people that are watching right now that do take a part, part of it, so it's very fun. But 
Alright, Tilo, I'm gonna go ahead and hit our raid over to it. Looks like Rambam is going right now. He's doing things with Darth Malgus, so that's fun. Um, awesome. Yeah, that pretty much covers it for today. Everyone, have a good rest of your Monday. Uh, we will be seeing you on uh, we will be seeing you on Wednesday. So till the next time, stay mad awesome. <laughs>